0: From a top-secret network of highly secure locations across South Texas. This is the return of the Spurs Insider Podcast, NBA Draft Edition, where we will spend the next 30 minutes. I, your host, Mike Finger, the usual panel of Express News B writers, Tom Orsborn and Jeff McDonald, and sports editor Nick Tao. but this panel will spend the next 30 minutes Listing every possible player your your local cagers might take with number one pick in the NBA draft, and hopefully by the end of it, we'll decide who it's going to be. We'll break the news. Uh, does anybody want to start and guess how this mystery will be solved? Who's going to be a spur next Thursday in Brooklyn, New York, when the first pick of the draft is 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 called?
1: I think it's going to be like a, a, a an unknown Thompson twin. Like that we haven't be? heard of, like, like, like Steve Thompson. I I do. Um. Like, if you listen to the podcasts around the
0: league, there's a lot of this speculation going on. We don't have any speculation. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the arrival of Victor Wimbanyama, which we've known about for a month. And uh, I, I, I mean, what, what, what do we talk about on a draft
2: podcast
0: other than what everybody already knows? How can we create some drama, some hits, some listens, some downloads? Is like, Tom, do you have any suggestions?
2: <laughs> Man, I, I'd like to hear, you know, um, we know it's going to be Victor, but, uh, you know, one of the big question marks about him or, or something that people are skeptical about is, can he withstand the rigors of the NBA at his height and size? And I hear one of our uh, – Somebody should write that story. I hear our long, one of our longtime, the long time, the dean of Express News beat writers, Spurs beat writers, is working on a story about that, right, Jeff? Well, you, there's our breaking news.
1: Yeah, check out. Uh, are we doing the promo already? Like, uh, the, check out the Express News on Sunday thing. Yes. Never too early to to promote our of the newspaper. Yeah. Right? Well, uh, Says the editor. <laughs> yeah. Where are, the, where are the other places they might read this fine piece on Sunday? Expressnews.com. Uh, possibly a newsletter.
0: Express it's New- the Spurs Nation newsletter on expressnews.com. You can sign up for all that stuff. But anyway, uh, this is the draft edition of the podcast. We are looking forward to the draft next week. Victor Wimbanyama will be chosen by the Spurs. That, that can go ahead and be aggregated. The aggregators want to do that. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, the the Spurs Insider podcast has to scoop that seven foot four slash seven foot five Frenchman Victor Wembanyama will be the number one pick. Jess McDonald, is he going to uh what what what's he gonna be right away and uh what 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 is your big Sunday uh breakdown saying about a, a tall guy lasting in this league?
1: Yeah I, I think the the way to to frame that is um you know you talk to anyone around the league and they say, we've never seen a seven foot five guy move the way he does and do the things he does on the basketball court and use his body the way he does on the basketball court. And that's generally why he, Victor Wimbanyama is going to be the number one pick in the draft. But you know, the flip side of that is we've never seen a seven foot five guy uh, use his body that way. And, and you know, what, what does that mean physiologically? Can it, can it hold up? What are, what are, uh, what are the things that he needs to strengthen and, um, do just to avoid some, some injuries that have plagued other, uh, awfully tall NBA players, uh, you know, in the past there, there's, there's a, there's a history of, uh, of, of, uh, seven footers, seven foot plus guys with foot injuries that, that are just devastating you can go down the list. Um, and so what does he do to, to avoid that? Can he avoid that? A lot of it does just come down to luck. Um, I don't, I don't think we'll see the Spurs put like a lot of muscle on him. I think from the people I've been talking to, I mean, he's going to put some, he's 19, so he's going to, he's going to grow, but I don't think they want him to get too bulky. That might increase the, the, um, the uh, chances of an injury. If, if you put too much, too much weight on him too quickly. Um, But other than that, he's been, he's been groomed to be Victor Wimbanyama for, for years now. He's been if you look on YouTube, you can see like him doing toe exercises. The French the French the 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 French team he's with has hired um basically a trainer to work specifically with him and to keep him his body in tip top shape and and injury free. And from what I hear, they've done just a fantastic job with that. And you can look on YouTube and see him doing toe exercises. That's how that's how in the weeds and uh the minutiae that they're um sort of um Going that's the depths they're going to with Victor right now. So he he of anybody to come into the league at age nine, probably been um his body's probably the most prepared as far as um avoiding injury and just it's it's about as prepared as, as he can get. We'll go through
0: the list. I'm thinking about Bill Walton Yao Ming, uh, Yao Ming, in terms Greg of foot Odin. injuries,
1: Greg Oden, um, even 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 injuries. I mean Chet Holmgren, like even injuries that aren't career ending, they're career forwarding. Like, if you look at guys, um, like I said, nobody, there's no real analog to Victor Wimbanyama in NBA history. But, like, tall guys that move like him, like a Kevin Durant, he had a foot injury that cost him a year or two. Um, so, I mean, the the, the league is, is littered with them. And so that will be sort of the, it's really, when you talk to people, it's like the, that's the, one, the one question mark you have to throw at them is, we don't know what we don't know. Uh, you know, We don't know what we don't know when it comes to his, his future health. And a lot of it does come down to luck. It comes down to, does he land on somebody wrong and fracture a foot or sprain an ankle? Seven-footers tend to have a, a harder time recovering from those kind of injuries because their feet are so big. I, I, I talked to a doctor yesterday who was talking about his big feet and big femurs and how that can uh, just, just increase the um, propensity for injury.
2: It's a bad name... Yeah, fascinating story and and with him coming off the playoffs um yeah, they'll take they'll be very cautious with him during uh during a uh, summer league. Do you you know, do you expect him to play much at all Jeff?
1: We're we're pretty much also expecting him to play in the World Cup, right? For France and mm-hmm. when is that August?
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. playing late
1: Amazing. playing playing late in the French league and then playing the in in FIBA later in the summer, I I would I wouldn't expect him to play much, if at all, in the summer leagues, which will be a disappointment for Spurs fans and, you know, in a way for the Spurs themselves. Like everybody wants to see this guy on an NBA court against NBA players, and uh, haven't put that silver and black jersey on time, but it might have to wait till till October. It
0: it should be noted, like even if he skips summer league, which is. I think I'd classify as just a distinct possibility. There's no original reporting here to say he's not going to play in the summer league, but even if he doesn't, it's kind of impressive how much he is playing. (laughs) Um, a lot of people in his situation wouldn't be caught dead uh, Mm -hmm. on a, a competitive court in, you know, the week before a draft, but he's in the, he's in the French league finals. He's continued to play with his team this whole season. Um, Like you mentioned, there's a a chance he'll play in FIBA. You know, Scoot Henderson pulled out, and this isn't a negative comment about Scoot Henderson, but Scoot pulled him out of the G League,
1: himself out of the G League months ago. Uh, There were people in Victor's ear tried before even the season started saying he shouldn't be playing basketball all this year. And uh, according to those who know him, that just wasn't an option. He's he's a basketball player and wanted to play. He wanted to play? And uh, and also, there's something to the idea that like
0: he could have blown out an ACL uh, two months ago in the in the French league, and he still would have been the top pick. The talent yeah. is that special, um, is that highly regarded. That he he was not necessarily gambling his future by staying on the court, but still, he's gambling something. He's gambling not being able to start, um, you know, on the on the right foot in the NBA. If something were to happen, and uh, there's listeners here probably. Uh, that have been screaming this entire first ten minutes of this podcast about all the jinxing we're doing, but come on, we're not jinxing. We're just acknowledging that uh, injuries happen in the league, and it's something that uh, it's it's going to be a major point of uh, consideration for the for the local cagers for the next four or five, six, seven years is is keeping this kid healthy, and and uh, we'll
1: see how they do. If, if as, you careful, wanna... as careful as they are with everybody, like everybody they've had, like they're going to be. Fabergé egg careful with with this kid
0: and yet not and let you yeah, you know letting letting him play I think you have to let him play I
1: think you well yeah may, may, <laughs> maybe your doctors tell you differently
0: but I, I don't think you you start with load management right away with him.
1: oh yeah yeah no, no 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 no
0: no you know I, I don't think this is going to be one of those deals but um uh and uh, any anything else that piques your interest about the draft it'll be um in some years you'd be talking about it's the highest second round pick in a long time. I mean, the the, the second round pick is not that much lower than where you found Dejounte Murray and and Derek White and uh, Kelvin Johnson and all these guys. Like you could get a you could get a second good play. You should expect to get a second uh, a contributor in this in this draft. Well, well, it's not just the Victor Wembanyama.
1: While we're talking about distinct po- possibilities, I think there's a distinct possibility they try to use those. They have two second round picks this year. And just picks galore going forward. I don't think I think there's a distinct possibility they try to move uh into the first round and get a second first round in, in this year's draft. I think that's oh, definitely something to look at, you know.
0: How how high are, are, are you thinking they shoot in the first round? Obviously know. not
1: not trade everything to get two or three, but right. top I, ten, I, top twenty. I think they could if they could score another top ten pick, they would definitely seriously consider looking at that. High enough to get Victor's teammate? Yeah, yeah, or Anthony Black or someone like that.
0: Anthony I, Black I, is the...
1: Anthony Black
0: leads us into what I expected to lead us into uh, at some point during this podcast, knowing that we couldn't spend the entire time talking about the number one pick. Um, and that is, how do you build around the number one pick, Victor Wayne Manyama? And with the players on this current Spurs roster... What is the one spot both short and long term that you want to fill? And that is point guard. And Anthony Black is the, the youngster from Arkansas, who's who's like the new generation of point guard, this long, uh rangy defend every position type of player that that could be one solution. Another solution is to use this abundance of salary cap room that the Spurs have um, to get the guys who are already in the league. And for the aggregators, this is not breaking news here, but I'm just going to throw out some topics while we're on this subject of, of, of guards that the Spurs could add to their core of Victor Wimbanyama and all these young wings, Kelvin Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, Devin Vassell, Malachi Branham down the list. Um, is anybody interested in 38 year old Chris Paul?
3: Vegas odds have him number one of coming to the Spurs. It doesn't seem like a match on paper for either party, but Vegas seems to think it should happen.
0: I think like the Vegas, the Vegas thing is kind of that guy. I'm on that guy's email list and he's just looking for us podcasters to talk about it. Like that's the, it's kind of, I, the, 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 the bet online thing. God bless him, Jimmy Shapiro, who fills up my inbox every day say oh here are the odds for whatever but he's he they're they're kind of pulling your leg a little bit um of because of um but but it's it's just interest like i don't think 38 year old chris paul thinks he has 5 years to play and uh, if he does get waived by phoenix which other credible outlets are saying is a possibility like the spurs can offer him more than anybody else can because of the cap space but does 38-year-old Chris Paul, who's never won an NBA title, uh, think that joining this team who just lost 60 games is the best way to, to, to maximize his one or two or three more years left in the league to win that title? I'm not so sure the Spurs would be his top choice. I'm not sure Chris Paul would be the Spurs' top choice. But does anyone play want to play devil's advocate as to why
1: it could work? I, I don't really. I'm not interested. Okay. <laughs> you know, if I'm so the Spurs, I'm not really I'm not really interested in that. Like I can see the argument about how how you know you they need they need vets they need people who who, who know the game who've been around the league to um, kind of bring up these um, these young guys. But I, I I don't know. I think Chris Paul probably gets in the way. I'm not no, not and that's not a knock on Chris Paul. I just think I just think um, you don't want to give 40 minutes a night to a 38 year old man on this team.
3: No, no, absolutely. I think, you know, Paul fits a lot better with contenders, you know, the Sixers, if anything's hard. And teams like that, are, you know, should be according to the Chris Pauls. The Spurs are just in a kind of a different place than Chris Paul is. He needs to be, I mean, he's 38, doesn't have the ring. He needs to go do that, because he deserves to have a ring with everything he's done in this league. And I don't think in the next two, if he plays so he's 40 in the next two years, unless Victor Wimbayama scores 40 and 20 a night, I don't, I don't think the Spurs are quite there and fans shouldn't expect it overnight. It didn't happen completely overnight with Tim, and Tim walked into a much better situation.
2: Like,
1: if you want a a veteran guard to come in and teach the kids the ropes and and be a good soldier and and play, um, you know, in limited minutes a night and maybe take some DNPs, go get Patty Mills or someone like that. Yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking... The devil's
0: advocate part of it is um, he... And and I'm and I'm with you on this. Like I I would not lean towards signing Chris Paul, but but the 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 argument for it is he's not really getting in the way, if you don't have anybody else to play point guard. And he'd be you wouldn't sign him to a three year deal, four year deal. You'd probably sign him to a two year deal, and he'd be out of the way before any of the extensions come up. Before um, uh, like you're just using salary cap space in the in the short term. And then he'd be off the books, and you could move on to whatever the glory years of Victor are. I'm not buying that, but it it wouldn't be a, a thing where you sign this veteran guy and it it hampers your ability to build a team long term. It would be a just a short term type of thing. But if that's the case, then why does Chris Paul come here? <laughs> right, yeah, I think right. He'd, he'd much rather want to go to a place that's ready to compete for a title next year, and that's
1: yeah, not again,
0: your local cagers.
1: I, yeah. I just assume, I just assume give it to Trey Jones for another year if that's the case. Or if you want to get funny and just to use the ear experimenting, let Jeremy Sohan do it. Just play, yeah. play position, place true positionless basketball. Throw Jeremy Sohan and Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson, make that your backcourt. See what happens. Well, this leads to the part two of this little exercise,
0: also uh, uh, prompted in part by. Uh, Jimmy Shapiro, uh, PR man for BetOnline. That whatever that sends out all the odds. You're here, very here happy with
1: all these mentions. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the guy. Is that the guy that got OJ off the hook?
0: Uh, I, I think that it was a distant cousin. hard um, it's that's not a distant. That that was. That was I, I don't want that to be aggregated either. Um, <laughs> he, he's just uh, the, the the other player who your local cagers are listed as the. Most likely, new team for, um, kind of, kind of intriguing to me. A little more intriguing than the Chris Paul thing. Maybe not very realistic. But your local cagers are listed as the top potential new destination for Austin Reeves. What does the panel think about that? They could certainly use the shooting, but
3: I, I don't know why that's. I don't know why that's the fit either. I guess cap space. The Spurs are going to be like the best destination for almost everyone because mm-hmm. they have the most cap space, right? That's like whoever can is, Like, but Austin Reeves is, really came into his own. I love what he did with the Lakers. I mean, I don't think the Lakers do half of what they did this year without Reeves. So, I mean, it'd be a great, great addition. I don't, I'm not sure how he fits with everything, but with what would they have? But he's obviously a good player. From what he
0: does, point. The he does point guard. He's not a point guard, but he does point guard things. He is a restricted free agent. Um, the Lakers kind of mishandled uh, Rob well, Polenka. A, the, 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 yeah, they kind of mishandled the contract thing, and that they uh, they formulated that in a way where it became a, a restricted. Where even if they hit on him, which they did, it was a huge success. This this two way player uh, that becomes a. a part of a playoff team. Like he becomes a restricted free agent right away Like that could come back to hunt them in a way. But, uh, I'm, I'm not so sure despite what the, uh, the, the, the quote unquote Vegas, I, I'd say about that. I'm not sure that the Spurs are interested there, but I think that makes a little more sense than Chris Paul. And that if this guy is as good as he appeared in the, in the playoffs, he's somebody who could, uh, who could have a role and, uh, Sort of be part of what the Spurs are building, but I, I wouldn't put that likelihood above fifty percent for sure. I, I think he's, it's much lower than that. He, he's
1: the kid from Arkansas that likes the cows, right?
0: Correct, and that and that that could be a, a source of bonding with our our friend Keldon Johnson. Exactly. Like maybe they could go to the farm together. Keldon has a farm out.
1: Where's it, Where's the farm, Tom? Bernie, but, somewhere it's
3: else. It's
1: also looking up some information on. Uh, austin reeves he would share birthday with the spurs beat writer may 29th seems like a perfect fit huh well there you but go like, several, several years apart but same day
2: i don't know you're so, sticking with him though i don't i don't think he's i don't think they're gonna let him go
0: they're up against all that luxury tax stuff like it, it could cost them a lot he could cost yeah. them a lot and if they want to go bigger, which the Lakers always do, they want to get another star. He's the guy they have to let go to to get to pursue like Kyrie Irving or Chris Paul or whoever.
3: Uh, a really good columnist wrote this week that you don't need to build a super team anymore, though, and then that they well, not to win championships.
0: Well, that's not going to stop the Lakers from trying. Like that's the Lakers are locked into that uh, super team thing. Like if the. They, they they feel like they have to win with LeBron and AD, and uh, if they're not going to do it with what they have, they probably need to find. They feel like they need to find somebody else. I don't know. I'm just saying that again. I'm not saying that that Austin Reeves is going to be a spur. I'm not even saying there's a 20% chance that it'll be a spur. But no, I feel like that some... odd, that's not a, that's that's not absurd. That's not an absurd. Uh, proposal to to for the Spurs to look at to see if maybe that they could use some money on him Uh, if he's if he's not and if chris paul is not um what do you do with point guard this year is uh trey jones is restricted as well right um yeah they'd have to reside yeah and Trey, trey jones is he was never the most popular guy uh when when on this podcast when the host would mention him in previous years but he's turned into like one of the more attractive guys on the restricted free agent market. Like the Spurs might have to um pay him to stave off some offers to keep him. Um is 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 he somebody that you feel comfortable at least in the short term, just kind of giving him the keys for the next couple of years and letting him run the
2: show? Sure. Uh sure. Why I mean like like Jeff was saying, it you know, if if Victor needs to develop a little bit if they if they move up in the draft and and get another lottery pick. I mean, there's this is a team that's still going to grow. I mean, it's just just makes sense to experiment, like Jeff said, and and let these guys develop and see what you got in another in another year or two.
1: I mean, I think ideally Trey Jones. I mean, we've said it on this podcast a lot is a backup point guard in NBA ideally. Um, but if you had I mean, one, you
3: could, yeah, yeah,
1: for yeah. sure, for sure. Um, and but um,
3: six or seven, if, you had,
1: five. if you had to use him for one more year as sort of a bridge to whatever's next, I think that's okay for one more year. I think if I think if three four years from now Trey Jones is your starting point guard, something has probably gone wrong, or he's gotten really good, one or the other. In the Express News uh, Dead Tree editions,
0: and in on ExpressNews.com, uh, we had a a story uh, that just came out celebrating the 20 year anniversary of the 2003 NBA championship. Won by the local Cagers. Uh, Tony Parker was a big part of that team, but like having a really good point, a backup point guard proved to be pretty important for that first team. Tom, the, a big part of Tom Worsworth's story was talking to uh, Speedy Claxton.
1: Speedy. <laughs>
0: and it's good to have a Speedy Claxton tight. And like a Trey Jones could be a Speedy Claxton tight. I could see that on a championship team. Right? And
1: two years I after that championship, they almost lost it because they had Bano as the backup. Yeah. How was Speedy Tom?
2: Oh, he was very, very delightful. Uh, coaching at his alma mater Hofstra, he was thrilled to be part of that story because uh, he didn't, he didn't think to, a lot of people remember him down here. But I told him, "Hey, oh yeah, they do. You've got a place in Spurs lore. You really do." Uh, and uh, no, he was he was very good. Uh,
0: he he was never the alum of the game this past season, was he? I don't remember seeing him. No.
2: No, no. In fact, he said he hopes that someday they'll they'll have an anniversary. They'll, you know, bring down the guys from each championship team and have some kind of a uh, celebration that way. But yeah, he'd very much like to be a part of that. I mean, they had forty something home games and they couldn't get speedy. No, last
1: year. That's a, right. that, that's that's kind of unfair to to bash
0: that because even a even a true <laughs> hater like myself. uh has to acknowledge that that was a pretty cool season-long promotion that the
1: he's uh, bashing that
0: the local cagers did.
1: <laughs> did. You just say bash. Now you're like, now like, you're like, you know, you just say bash. I mean, we're bashing it. Now, now you're like one of them aggregators. Well, you know,
0: I'm just saying. I, I I enjoy bashing things, but um, but bringing all those guys back, they had a they had a former spur at um, what was it, 42 games. I uh, the, count counting Mexico and the the two in Austin. They had a they had an alum around, like and and every one of them were uh every one of them was significant. Like not the Hall of Famer, but a a guy who played a role in a in a legitimate part of Spurs history. That was that was that was cool. And and they missed out on some guys, as Tom points out. Like they
1: could have had a speedy, they could have had a Bano. I'm not sure if they know who's around. But there's been a lot of cool spurs over the years. I'm I, i, just, I, I I'm just disappointed they missed Steven Jackson.
0: Yeah, Steven yeah. Jackson might have been a tough invite. That would have been a great one. I noticed Steven wasn't quoted in Tom's Remembrance of the 03 yeah. uh, uh, title, but that probably look, was wise not to reach out.
2: And if, if I have a regret on that story, I probably should have um, talked about uh, him being inserted into the starting lineup. Um, you know, it's one of those stories you're, you're gathering quotes throughout the year and, and Mike Budenholzer had mentioned that to me and I just, I just forgot it, uh, that that was a key move by pop, uh, getting, getting, uh, um, Stephen and uh, Stephen Jackson into the starting lineup and getting his scoring punch.
0: Unforgivable Tom.
2: I know I, I felt, I felt bad about it, but, uh, sports
0: editors right. on here I, that, that seems like a fireball of offense to
2: me yeah so i'm being be accountable laptop. mike i'm being accountable
0: uh, that was a heck of a trip though wasn't it tom in 03 to yeah. the big apple
2: yes yes it was it it was it was a lot of fun uh being at john they they worked out at john Jay uh law school i believe uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh yeah it was a lot of fun a little Carson, sad as I tweeted today, yeah. Two of the, two of the, uh, members of that coverage team, Tim Griffin and Amy Dorset, are no longer with us. And we had a lot of fun with them on that trip.
0: And Tim Griffin ordering lots of pizza that he'd never ate. Yeah. That was one of the first times I've, I witnessed that, uh, it pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that's 20 years ago, uh, next week. In Brooklyn, not too far from where we hung out that week uh, during the 2003 NBA Finals, the next 20 years of, of the local Cagers' history could be defined when they draft Victor Wembanyama, maybe another player in the first round if if there are some uh, trades to be made, maybe maybe a second rounder who will have the impact of a Manu Ginobili or Nikola Jokic. Like, that's setting the bar extremely ridiculously high, but who knows? You never know what the, uh, what the future will bring. We know we'll bring another Spurs Insider podcast at some point this summer. Maybe around the summer league, we'll see. But until we do see you again, take care of each other and keep it real.